In the early 20th century, an elite task group was formed. Men and women from all walks of life, charged with the unenviable burden of protecting their countrymen from truths that would shatter the sanest mind. These faceless heroes hold the fragile seams of society together at great personal cost. Embodying the mantra of the program, Norse Est Scientia, Knowledge is Death. These are their stories. Welcome back to another edition of Roll for Intent After Dark. Yay! <laughs> it's say. still very bright out for me. <laughs> God. Right, it's hard to say after dark, and Christian looks like he's being blinded by the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's still bright here, too, a little bit. The Ark of the Covenant. But I just have a light in my face. I was um, going to say Twilight, but we have a very different generational gap, Joe. <laughs> Terry reminds me, I haven't seen the new Batman. Does he sparkle? Yes. I Sarah figured. was so angry when he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I really liked him in Rover. Jesus, he did it again, guys. He did it again. Yep. That's a Guy Pierce film for all you right? guys out there. Yeah. It's a great one, too. Best one after uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. I'm not even going to do it. I'm exactly. That's probably what I was going to say Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> Does anybody want to watch um, Agent Smith and Drag? Because that's your chance. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's actually God, pretty if we could only weaponize your incredible brain power for good. We uh, yeah. Solve so many of the world's <laughs> not problems. obscure film references. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even like, they're beyond obscure. I am IMDB, but if it leaned evil. <laughs> you're chaotic, chaotic evil. neutral. Chaotic. Yeah. chaotic evil IMDB. <laughs> Didn't Guy Pierce do that awful remake of Time Machine? <laughs> yes. He also yes, he started in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he started it too. <laughs> I don't know. He did. He did a lot of really bad movies. Do like when he made that one movie where it's Escape from New York, but in space. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold Escape on. Escape from Space York, <laughs> where he had to save the president's daughter in space from a space prison. Wait a minute. Yes. What it was oh it called? Like lockdown God. or something? I believe I, it was called lockdown. Actually. I clearly blocked that, this right? from my memory. I think you did. It's. I remember <laughs> That's the movie. Not even that old of a movie. It's like from six or seven years ago. It's way better than it sounds, but it's not good. Wait, was it was it called Lockdown? I think it was, wasn't it? Well, I gotta look this up now. This is our banter. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Lock out. Lock out. Lock, Lock out. out. There it is. Oh, We're so close. close. So close. 2012. It's seven, eight years ago. Yep. I remember that coming out. And and I just remember watching the 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 trailer for it and asking why. Because I like Guy Pierce. Oh man, it had it also had Peter Storm Air in it too. So yes, it's it that awful. Yeah, well, well, his magnum opus was, of course, uh, Arthur, Legend of the Sword. <laughs> Man, I can't get Ritchie. over. I can't. I can't get over um, looking at that. The Arthur Legend. Wait, I'm thinking of the Robin Hood. The Robin Hood, where it's like the um, tra- the the movie poster is yeah. showing his cowl and stuff. It's got like perfect machine stitching yeah. on all of the seams. It's like, oh god. <laughs> so I've I've seen that movie. It's got Jamie Fox and. Terragon, Aragon. <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Not Ansel Eggcourt, I guess, is the best way to describe him. Whatever. So, but that movie has a brilliant seed. So it's him in Jerusalem, young Robin of Loxley, SEAL Team Sixing with his team of crack longbowmen, and they're kicking down doors going in, you know, like the crack 
operatives they were, uh, you know, the spec ops of the Crusades, as we all know, historically they were. So, you know, they're point blank doing the Legolas stab shoot. They get ambushed by machine crossbow gunners. They're pinned down. There's 100 arrows per second shooting at them. They're waiting for them to reload. They're counting arrows. It's very intense. Uh, Timmy Borton, Errol of Flynn, whatever the fuck his name is, goes, all right, so I'm Timmy calling Borden, in reinforcements. Jesus. Wait, Lara Flynn Boyle was in that movie? He takes an arrow, lights it on fire, and shoots it up like a flare, calling in an artillery strike of trebuchets from outside of Jerusalem's walls. When I tell you that was the single coolest moment I've ever seen put to film and has redefined how I play role-playing games. That is a key moment in my role-playing game experience. So, so what you're saying is you've completely given up. Yes, entirely. <laughs> you tell me that isn't straight out of an RPG session. The players are sitting around, pinned down, and they go, what are we going to do? Well, can we call in the trebuchets? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Using sending cantrips, we can make this. <laughs> Wait, will you play 2E if we can? No comment. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel happen. like that's only a dire circumstance that would be called upon, say, if the DM threw like a challenge rating 10 creature against level four people. Oh, if only we ever came across a situation like that. <laughs> Y'all are gonna spoiler things. <laughs> the spoiler tag on this episode. Not at the rate no, these actually, release. <laughs> actually, this will be released after that happens. Yeah, so I was going to say, this is for yeah. there, Trevor. I don't think we're going to spoil anything. Yeah, this is this is six weeks in the future. I think I'm about a CR10, if I had to place me. I'm pretty sure I could take on a dire bear. I'm American, right? Actually, no, this will come out two weeks before that episode does. That's all right. So we were in a lab. <laughs> yeah, you guys were hot on nobody's trail. <laughs> yeah, we were playing Delta Green. I was yelling Meryl Streak down the hallway. Uh, so last time, <laughs> Team Frank and um, Carlton. Farlton, if you will. No, I was going to say uh, hot, hot daddy devil. Hot devil? Hot demon? Is this going to turn into hot Carl? Because it's, it's right there. Hot Carl? We can call it hot Carl. <laughs> hot Carl. I'd like to order the hot Carl sandwich. Thanks. It's black licorice. You two went to uh, Michael Strait's apartment trying to see if you could drum up any sort of information regarding these uh poor missing homeless people who are no longer missing but are sort of missing they're missing something <laughs> they're innards <laughs> um still never found michael Strait. yeah the only thing that you found was that uh frank has problems with social cues and that kitty perry may be the hinge of this entire story so you you two were almost arrested but thank you to carlton's quick thinking Right. He found out that uh, one of the police officers that came to check out the B&E that had been called in <clears throat> was a little bit of an occult nut. So anyway, Carlton just deftly dismissed the police as they got a call to another shooting at a liquor store nearby. And luckily they got away unscathed and unfortunately empty handed. Meanwhile... Agent Shamrock and Dr. Stephen Barbaray have went to California State University to track down Michael Strait to see if he is at his office uh, to see what they can garner from him personally or to at least confront him. And they meet his boss, Dr. Wendy Frumpkin, who suspiciously looks weirdly like Molly Ringwald. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really those points that set your games apart, Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Breakfast Club because of this. You're welcome. 
It's a good movie. Why not Pretty in Pink? I just didn't. <laughs> and so uh, you guys met her, and she was acting somewhat suspicious, but during your conversation, you learned that she was working on something special, something for a very specific company that has ties to Delta Green called March Technologies, I do believe. Yep. And they have a bit of a sordid past with Delta Green. Much to Agent Shamrock's dismay, she did not accept the deal for investment because of her trade secrets and her agreements with March Technologies. But as that conversation was happening, Dr. Stephen Balboray lifted uh, Michael Strait's phone from his desk. And turned it off. And turned it off immediately. That's right. Agent Shamrock started to ham it up with with, uh, Dr. Wendy Frumpkin getting a a VIP tour of the biology labs. They pass by Dr. Frumpkin's lab, which is protected by a biometric scanner. Uh, I did not go into detail on that, and we will address that soon. But then for some odd reason, Dr. Barbara screamed Meryl Streep. And (laughs) you all found out that Dr. Wendy Frumpkin had another lab assistant that disappeared months ago. Uh, went by the name of Elizabeth Story. And that's where we ended last time. So, where would you guys like to pick up from there? I want to beat on this biometric lock here, see if I can get it open. <laughs> I've got a really high computer science and a high criminology. Yeah, you have a high both. So, um, you would know by looking at it that this is a retinal scanner. I also have this handy dandy melon baller in my back pocket. <laughs> I don't actually doubt that because we had a we had a scene with Dr. Barbary last time, and that seems extremely fitting for some reason. So, what would you like to do, Dr. Barbary, since you want to take point? Well, there's nothing really I can do with this thing. I can't really fake an eyeball, but I can take an eyeball. Is that the plan then? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to catch up. I'm just going to catch up with them. I'm going to kind of double time down the hall to try to catch up with them. Okay. Weren't you wearing the leather-soled shoes? I am. So it's like... Just slapping the vinyl. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Barbaray, thank you so much for joining us. The good Dr. Frumpkin was just reviewing the lab with me. Absolutely fascinating. Would you mind repeating what that last lab was, doctor? Yes, that was my personal lab. That's, uh, That's the one with all the trade secrets I'm not allowed to actually divulge. Absolutely fascinating, fascinating. I'm looking forward to, of course, reading the published public version of your work if and when that gets released. Let's take a look at this one right down here. I mean, you say trade secrets. I mean, certainly it's not a trade secret to talk about broadly what you're researching, medical, you know, anything. Well, think of it this way. With the, uh, the recent uh, explosion in uh, mRNA technology and vaccines and, and uh, different disease treatments, what I'm looking at will completely blow that out of the water. Imagine something non-invasive, even as little as that. That could cure nearly everything. Possibly everything. We'll see. Sounds absolutely fantastical. I very much am interested in learning more about your research when it does become public. <laughs> I've got my JSTOR credentials right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that I know that. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> She says, well, that's, that's all well and good. Um, expect something public in probably the next five to 10 years, but uh, hopefully before then we'll have uh, FDA approval and maybe we'll see something new in the pipes. Well, I hope to see it on the internet, not in any pipes. 
Well, I, I'm not sure if you know this. I mean, the building over is the uh, um, the IT department, and they'll teach you all about how the internet is just a series of tubes. Mm. I heard it's like a highway. It's 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 the Al Gore School of IT. <laughs> <laughs> the information superhighway. <laughs> it's a yes. It's an eight lane. Yeah. If if you'd like to continue ahead, uh, yeah, I can show you the other labs. Of course. So out of out of character, mm-hmm. we're hitting a couple of dead ends here, right? We know. This whole Michael Strait thing is sort of hit a dead end because I don't according think it to has because we have the phone. Yeah, if you can find like a Faraday cage or something to fire up the phone in, I don't even think we need a Faraday cage. I just need to not be an earshot of somebody, right? Yeah, well, we're assuming we can also gain access to the phone, right? But the point is, which is fine. But according to her, Michael Strait is at a conference south of here. I forget exactly where, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not at home. And there's nothing at home and we can't get any leads here. So right now the phone is our only option. So I'm in complete agreement. Pick up the phone and see what we can find. But if that also hits a dead end, it might be time to adopt a slightly more aggressive approach. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carl, where where do we leave off? Like we basically we were just heading to the university to try to be ready to meet up with them when they're done with whatever they're doing. Right. Last last, if I recall correctly, Stephen could yeah. could uh, tactfully excuse himself to use the restroom because he ate uh, three bean salad for lunch, sweet greens. And two of those beans didn't agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> and I could I could like run off to a bathroom and uh, check out the phone from there. OK. I mean, a, a guy sitting in the bathroom on his phone, that's weird. Right, exactly. Nothing you've ever seen before. <laughs> the only thing weirder than that would be someone watching you as you broke into someone else's apartment. I, I apologize, I mean, uh, uh, ladies. I, I, I need to go find the, the little boy's room. Uh, could you, you know, Miss Frumpkin, could, her, Dr. Frumpkin, could you uh, potentially direct me in the direction of a restroom? <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. What you do is you head that way, go to the end of the hall, Take a left, go to the end of that, of that hall, take a right, and it'll be the fourth door on your right. Left, right, fourth door. Exactly. Excellent. Don't, don't break it. Smack, 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 <laughs> smack, 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 smack. <laughs> Down the slap in the hallway. Does he have the running farts? Right. <laughs> I, as soon as I get out of eyeshot, I turn the phone on to let it start booting up. Okay. All right. You see the, uh, <laughs> you see the Samsung sting? And uh, it's going to take a little bit, but by the time you get uh, seated or wherever you're going. The Samsung Sting looks a lot like Fade Routha, doesn't it? I actually don't know. I haven't owned a Samsung in like a decade. At least Christian got it. <laughs> Fade what? Fade Routha. <laughs> Sting's character in Dune. Guys, come on. Oh, sorry. Fade Routha. Yeah. <sighs> we, can't Sting. All be, God. we can't all be uber nerds. He will also be played by Timothy Chalamet in the... <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve. So the phone comes on. Yeah, the phone comes on. Yeah, I open, I turn on the phone and... Um, do you squat on a toilet like a condor? I do. I, I squat and I brace my arms on the side just to really play it up. It's like Mission Impossible. And Then how are you manipulating the phone? My tongue. <laughs> how are you holding t- the phone? It's on my lap. My neck is very long. Didn't Todd make a, <laughs> like a notice about how much genetic material you were going to leave at this scene? He did. Did I? Did, yeah. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy, huh? Yep. Pants are down and everything. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's opens the phone and then he goes like straight to the GPS. Can he though? And he wants to see if he can like look at the timeline. Can he? 
Can he? Can he open the phone? Um, which one's higher? Do you want to roll criminology? Or would you like to do roll... the same computer science criminology the same? Okay. Yeah. Roll whichever one you want. We'll call it 32 under 60. All right. So somehow you can uh, suss out <laughs> the uh, a pattern lock. Like, like yeah, his, I was just going to say the he pattern left lock. grease. There's grease lines on the screen. Yep. So I can see like where the pattern lock would be. Yeah. That's it's well worn into the glass. <laughs> plays thank in you, sandboxes. yeah <laughs> thank you handler all right so you open it up and you see a background of the san francisco bridge the san Fran- okay i can't i can't think of the name of it is it the bay bridge the golden gate is that one? that one the golden, golden gate bay bridge it's yeah you see <laughs> damn it joe lloyd bridges you see lloyd bridges in the background <laughs> not jeff lloyd nope um, you see, you see the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> from some sort of stock photo art. Nice. What would you like to do? So I go to the GP. I want to go to maps. Okay. And look at the, the, the timeline. So you see that, uh, Michael has visited very little. He seems to be pretty deep into his, his, uh, work at the university. Um, you see his apartment on there visited regularly, surprisingly enough, cause somebody has got to feed Kitty Perry. <laughs> You see him uh, visiting California State University. Chico campus. Yeah, Chico campus, because uh, that's where he works. You see local grocery stores. He's, he's one, of the, one of the people that goes to the uh, uh, Trader Joe's and, and one of the 30 iterations of a Kroger. But he doesn't really seem to do a whole lot else. Uh, just seems like he does um, grocery shopping and goes from home to work. Except you see that probably once or twice a week. He goes to this kind of remote GPS location in Nord. It's uh, not too far from Mr. Fraser's farm. It's uh, northeast of there, but uh, more north and a bit west of Chico. And it's nothing. There's nothing in Nord. Why would he be going out there? Can I, you know, get the, the address from the pinned location? And Yeah, I mean, you can get, yeah, you can. It shouldn't be that hard to do. Google Maps, right? <laughs> Yeah, I want to I wanna copy it to my phone, like type it into my phone so I have it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, you know, close all the apps back up, put the phone mm-hmm. to sleep, don't turn it off. Oh, there goes Slack. And um, I want to uh, put it back where I found it. Okay. After wiping it down. All right, can you roll a stealth for me? Oh, Jesus, really? I got to no. roll a stealth to go into an empty room? Seriously? No, I'm go- no I, I, you left them behind. <laughs> They're still on their tour. You can uh, sneak back and, and place it gingerly on Michael's desk. So you put the phone back on the desk. What do you want to do after that? I want to kind of walk the halls aimlessly, looking like I'm searching for them. Okay. I think at this point, Agent Shadrock is going to start wrapping it up with the doctor. Molly Ringwald obviously you know, doesn't want to be doing this. Clementine is going to grab a copy of their business card mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, shoot a text over to Barbara saying, excuse me, just one moment, I need to take this, shoot a text over to Barbara, making sure everything's good. Let's wrap it up. We're going to break from here and reconvene. She's going to text him, has the eagle landed? Question mark. Oh, is this a poop joke? And I'm going to text back, <laughs> I didn't really have to poop. I was trying to look at the phone. <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> She's gonna text back. <laughs> All right, and yeah, we're gonna wrap up with uh, Doctor 
forget about it. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Fugazi. Fugazi. Dr. <laughs> Focaccia. That's it. It was Dr. Focaccia. What? Ah, yes. You guys did go to the Olive Garden. So you're practically Italian now. Yeah. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. When you're research facilities, you're just another person. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Cool. Agent Shamrock is going to reconvene with Barbara. And uh, I'm assuming Steven's going to catch her up. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, Mr. Michael Strait seems to have gone to some nondescript location in the middle of nowhere near Mr. Fraser's farm. Does it a couple times a week. I uh, might want to check it out. I agree, especially if he's not here. Let's check in with Frank and Carlton. If he's not at his apartment, there's a pretty good chance that's where he'll be. Unless he's out getting lunch. Maybe we should check out the local sweet greens. I was going to say, maybe we should get lunch. <sighs> Let me call up Carlton and Frank, and she's going to dial. <laughs> Carlton and Frank, in my mind, it's just like hard cut, right? And Carlton's like, licorice is made out of anise, right? What now? Licorice. licorice. It's made out of anise, right? I believe that's mispronounced. Like anise root? <laughs> yeah. Is that, does that have anything to do with tannis root? Because I saw this movie way back in the day, Rosemary's Baby, and I was like, oh, that's spooky. But now I'm like thinking about it, you know? <laughs> Frank's running on word association. What is Frank's <laughs> ringtone, as Agent Shamrock calls him? You got the touch! <laughs> you got the power. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love this track. He's gonna be like, uh, go for epoch. Oh man. Oh man, it feels like so long ago. <laughs> oh, Frank, what's your status? He got to use the code name. I love that he's he's just really sliding into this this uh, uniform. <laughs> Or lack thereof. He's <laughs> he's really enjoying himself. Like here. slide tailored, into his wife beater. I was gonna say like a tailored men's warehouse suit. <laughs> you gotta love the way you look. Frank, what's your status? Uh status is mission ready. Uh Carlton and I visited his apartment. Uh, we found a giant fuck off cat. Uh we fed the cat because it was mad. Uh we got the cops called on us, Carlton told him to fuck off, and then uh they did. It was great. Uh, we didn't find anything relevant, though. That's not at all what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear him in the background. Yeah. That's, not, yeah. What That's not what happened. This is very important, Frank. Did the cops get your personal information? Oh, fuck no. I was, like, on top of the roof, all splayed, waiting for the helicopters to arrive so I could, like, dangle onto something. <laughs> uh, I, I, I totally got Carlton's shit, though. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, just handed them an ID. I don't yeah. know if it's a fake ID. Carl, wait, let me put you on speaker. <laughs> Beep. Carlton, this is Agent Shamrock. What's your status? Uh, we, we didn't really turn up anything. Uh, the house, it didn't seem like he had been there. Copy hey. that. What, have you guys found anything? We did, but it's very important. Did you give the police your personal information? I gave them my business card. One of them is an occult enthusiast. Okay. We're going to have to put a pin in that. This may come important later. In the future, please try to refrain from spreading personal information. If anything goes south, it's just more loose ends that we need to tie up later. I was a little more concerned with trying to keep 
uh, Frank from getting arrested. So I had to think fast. Absolutely. And thank you for that, by the way. That's the last thing we need. Oh, yeah. Shredding it. Just killing it, bro. Shamrock is going to give a... Can I hear this? Like, are are you on on speaker? Yeah, I'm going to put you on speaker now. Gentlemen, it looks like uh, we have a bit of a lead. I'm going to drop a pin and a message to you you all. You won't have to follow us. Uh, We're heading up north of town. I'm not sure where we're going, but... uh, we got a good idea that that might be where Mr. Michael Strait may have absconded to. And I get my phone out and I, and I text Frank a pin that is uh, to the location that we're going. All right, cool. Gotcha. Hey, Shamrock, you're really great at this shit. Is there like a sweet greens or anything on the way there to like get some lunch or something? Because I'm, I'm dying here. Frank, you've read my mind. This is why we work together well as a team. <laughs> I'm dropping you a pin for the closest sweet greens and route. Thanks. You guys want to rendezvous there or are we just going to go separately and then uh, rendezvous at the uh, pinned location, the first pin location, not the second pin location? Let me check Google. Does sweet greens have a drive through? Does anyone know? Steven, do you know if sweet greens has a drive through? Oh, I've never. The, the one that I went with you was the first one. It was fantastic, but I, it didn't have a drive through. So I don't know. If I yeah. were reading my notes, I would tell you all how much I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope with all of this plugging of sweet greens that they build a location in Chico. <laughs> take like a 10% discount coupon somewhere. That'd be great. I've never been to a sweet greens in my entire life. I've never even seen a sweet greens in rural West yeah. Virginia. So. But I would like a card, a VIP yeah. card. What kind of fucking moron am I? The entire time I've been holding my hand like this right below with the camera angle, like I'm actually speaking into a speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, Fuck me too. I my that mouth. too. Alas, poor Yurik. Alas, poor Yurik. I knew sweet greens well. <laughs> Let's rendezvous with the Sweet Greens. We'll give you the lowdown, and then I think it's it'll be a quick lunch, though. What time is it? <clears throat> right now? Is it like 7.30 in the morning, and we're trying to go get lunch at Sweet Greens or some shit? What? You guys have been touring a lab. Yeah, the first thing that you guys did in the morning, like, split up, and that was when Frank and Carlton went to go check out Michael's apartment, and then you two went to the, the university to try to pull on that thread. So it's like 1130-ish at this point? Yeah, it's, it's going to be around lunchish. So we can should just be opening. It'll be a short line. We'll get in, grab some food. We can't do this on an empty stomach. I completely agree. And then we'll head right up north. Yeah, fantastic. If you want to, I'll text you my order and you can text me yours. So that way, whoever gets there first can go ahead and grab it. No, I think we need to RP this out. Uh, you guys, tell me what you're going to get. <laughs> Perfect. Dr. Barbara, uh, Frank, in case you didn't hear that, Frank is going to put it in order. We're going to text him our order in case they get there first, just because of traffic. What do you, what do you want from Sweet Greens? Three bean salad. Oh, I don't think I should get that sweet beans, three bean salad again. That's just a bad idea. After what it did you yesterday, I agree. Have you spoken to your doctor about that? I mean, I don't, I don't have health care. What are you talking about? It's the state of America, unfortunately. There are sweet greens in Houston. I've never seen one. I need to go to one now. Well, it's such a small town. I'm surprised you didn't drive by any. Yeah, right. <laughs> Frank, what do you think? What did you get yesterday? Uh, it looks like I got a... Uh... Chicken chimchurri with uh, double chicken and uh, no sauce. So you ate three chickens? <laughs> That's not including the chicken I had for breakfast. I, I have a refrigerator with literally a bowl full of boiled chicken breasts. Oh, I was going to say, are they at least dead? <laughs> you can't eat the live ones. The fiber, it's different. It doesn't work. I tried eating the feathers and it's not helpful. You got to... 
Gotta I think some, it'd be good for your training. No, you need you, you need to like wheat fibers and uh, other soluble fibers. You can't just eat feathers. I tried. Even so, the food so processor. You guys sit down all I did was get sick. And you're having lunch together. I get myself a chicken pesto palm. That go, sounds real Lord. interesting. Please just go. <laughs> <laughs> The best is watching Todd's drink get lower and lower and lower as we kept talking about It's crystal secrets. light. That's the sad I'm part. so glad that nobody actually pays us to listen to this show or anything. <laughs> I know. Ugh. All right. So, yeah, we're, we'll grab the lunch. I and, feel duped. Uh, <laughs> these guys, the whole time, it was just a long con. It was a sweet green <laughs> shill. This is a six-hour commercial for sweet, for sweet for sweet greens. <laughs> <These> schmucks <laughs> oh boy okay so yeah let's uh and then we'll drive up north to what was the name of the town nico chico lico nord 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 this is brought to you by nord vpn nord vpn <laughs> hit him right in the nords <laughs> isn't that their tagline yeah <laughs> protect your nords yeah protect well. your nords brought to you by bethesda softworks <laughs> Carlton would ask, uh, how did you guys, how, how did you come across this information? I stealed it. You don't sound like you've got a yet anymore. <laughs> you're just some Creole dude be like, I stealed it. <laughs> I didn't have a yet before. That's just, that's old money Atlanta. You did a good job. I can't do my yet. I just can't do it. Well, I was uh, lucky enough to find this phone on Mr. Strait's desk and was able to abscond with it while, uh, uh, well, Molly Ringwald was talking with uh, Agent Shamrock down the hall. I was also able to uh, give our handler a call. Then I went off to the bathroom and pretended to defecate while looking at the GPS records. Then I returned the phone uh, to the place I found it. I just want to make it very clear. Molly Ringwald was not actually the professor in this instance, Dr. Froyo just happens to bear resembles her. a striking resemblance <laughs> to <laughs> Molly. And also Sarah also, listened to the first episode and she's like, is it a thing that my, that, that Alex just pronounces everybody's name wrong differently every time? I'm like, absolutely. It's a thing. Yeah. Except for Frank. I remember the important parts. I think that's like the, 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 the caddy uh, way that like customer service gets back at the person they're talked to. Into is just to completely mispronounce their their identity. Yep. Uh, uh, Alex confirmed as a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, we have this information. From that, I was able to take the phone back from where I found it. And hopefully, no one will be the wiser. I did notice that there was some security cams, but they got no reason to believe that we were up to anything nefarious at this point. Cool. So you uh, grabbed the phone. Like ran off to pretend to take a shit, looked at the phone, saw the location, then ran back and then put it back, right? Well, I would say that I did not do any running. This body is not built for speed nor distance. But but that's like what happened? In a matter of speaking, yes. Okay, sick. Well, uh, we fed No, his I was cat. joking. I didn't actually have to use the restroom. That's not true. Google was listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> So does that mean that his phone now has a recording of you dropping a fat deuce, Reno? Yes. Just dropping the kids off at the pool. Taking the Browns directly to the Super Bowl. They're beyond time for that. So what do you think's in Nord? Uh, probably a secondary <laughs> body dump, frankly. Because um, he had to find another one. No, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that whatever is fueling the experiments that they're doing is in Nord. I think like whatever technology or whatever that they're using 
is at this warehouse and they have to go get it to bring it to the lab. Because we said it was in between. Nord is above old man farmer. Frazier. Oh, thank you. It's about Farmer Frazier's. Friesen. Sorry, Friesen. Christopher Friesen. I'm the one that said Frazier. Yeah, Frazier Crane. Friesen. I'm listening. So it goes Chico, Friesen Farm, Nord, right? So it makes sense that they kill the homeless people in Chico, or they rather they get the homeless people in Chico, take them up to Nord, perform XYZ human experimentation, drop the bodies off at Farmer Friesen, loop back to Chico to avoid suspicion. Hmm, hero point. Ooh. (laughs) Too bad they're worthless. So that's what Shamrock is going to discuss with the team, just kind of lay out her rough theory for what we're seeing so far. Carlton, does that track with you? Any other questions? I I would think that we should maybe keep an eye out. There's, It's a large agricultural community, a lot of produce, so I would imagine one of these farms out here probably has some large refrigerated building or something. That's a good call especially because they're going to need some type of cover for whatever they're doing to these bodies, assuming it's not some type of, and she's going to lower her voice, a cult circle or a cult type interaction, which would require more of a secluded wooded area. And they're doing something more of a medical or scientific nature. They're going to need a cover. I doubt they just have a giant research facility up in the middle of Nord. So far, we don't really seem to have uncovered any occult evidence here. I would agree with that. Whatever it is, it's a bit more clinical. And in some ways, that worries me more. Perhaps extraterrestrial in origin, even. Maybe extra-dimensional. Do you know where Michael Strait is? By process of elimination, we know he's not at a convention in Southern California. We know he's not at the lab. We uh, know he he's may not be at a convention in Southern California. We have no way of knowing that he's not. We simply know where he is not. This is Where true. he is not is the university or his domicile. And he is not currently getting lunch at this sweet greens to take back to the lab. That I truly see. would be convenient, wouldn't it? Maybe he had the three bean salad and he's in the bathroom. You guys don't know. I'm going to go yeah. check out the bathroom, gentlemen. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he's missing out. This is, this is fantastic. In just, theory, if we were to, in fact, be being paid, Dear listeners, buy Sweet Greens. It wouldn't look very good on the company if there were to be known murderers on their property. Sweet Greens is a family-owned business which produces oh, a the finest quality produce. First of all, you don't know if he's a murderer. <laughs> they've got some. They've got something on the menu called a shroomami bowl that looks real interesting. Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> this is all uh, my fault. Well, that's why they're building a transparent supply network, so people can't abduct homeless people and then use them in some Did you know that for every sweet greens that's brought to a zip code, an estimated 50 jobs is created? (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's go on and head up to Nord. (laughs) (laughs) This is too fun, though. (laughs) This time I'm going to drive. Are you guys taking the Tesla or are you taking the... (laughs) Four-wheel drive. <laughs> oh, Frank is heading back to his car. I said we take the four-wheel drive. We have no idea what we are going to encounter. I think that we should leave a car here, actually. And that's not just Sweet Green's plug, but if we leave a car here, that might actually be in our benefit. 
God forbid we, and sometimes I'm going to talk about this issue with this in character. I think it makes the most sense if we were to take one car up to Nord. The four-wheel drive would do best with the terrain here, especially if we were to leave a car, say, here, and we're tracked or followed, or the authorities come looking for either Carlton or Dr. Barbaray or anywhere we've been where we could have been recorded. This could be our rendezvous point, pick up a spare car, continue on our way not tied to any of our credit cards or hotels. Oh, uh, just like speaking of which, um, should we leave our telephones here for the same reason that uh, Dr. Barbaray was able to trace where that gentleman had gone? They would have to get in control of our phones, and if they have control of our phones, we are already in enough trouble as is. I agree with Dr. Barbaray. Also, I am a government agent. I unfortunately need to be on call and accessible at all times, if only to keep up my cover. I have to keep working on these TikToks to uh, promote my show. So, I mean, I'm never off the thing, unfortunately. It's a curse, but I'm so good at them. <sighs> I believe you. I think you're fantastic. It does beg the question, though. How is it that Michael Strait got separated from his phone? You know, you everyone uses their phone for everything. I would assume that someone that is committing murders and dumping bodies that took their phone with them previously probably wouldn't leave it. He drives a Dodge Caravan. He's obviously a Luddite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you say that? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, no, you're right. I'm not sorry. You drive a Dodge Caravan. You brought this on yourself. Listen, caravans are roomy (laughs) and economical (laughs) transportation. You guys can eat my ass. They're certainly not economical. They're not. No, man. Can you guys read the brochure on, on air for that, too? Hold on. Let me get one. Give me a second. Okay. No. <laughs> the only Dodge Caravan. Caravan or Grand Economical. Caravan? Which one? I think he only had a Caravan, right? Only. Um, <laughs> he no, drives only. only. A... <laughs> he has a red. He has a red Caravan. Hmm. He drives a 2011 Grand Caravan. So anyway, are doxing this poor guy? I know. Poor guy. No, I'm just currently saying that that's what Michael drives. No, he drives. Uh, oh, okay. It was a uh, uh, forest red, or forest green. Forest green. forest green. Yeah, but still a 2011 Dodge Caravan. I thought it was a 2017. No. 20, no, so I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, let's, uh, but I, Sorry. I think that we should leave the Tesla here, take the four-wheel drive, all four of us, up to Ford. Just leave the Tesla. Especially since Elon's always tracking them Teslas. I don't know what he's up to. Goddamn slave driver. So right. uh, Trevor is so much Dr. Stephen Barbary. You know that... uh. That blood emerald uh, fuck up there that uh, bought Tesla and decided that he was going to, you know, pretend that he founded the company. And now it puts cameras and everything. I just don't trust him at all. You can't trust anybody whose eye opens or that small. Looks like he's got fecal alcohol syndrome or something. Is that ableist? What are you saying? Good the- Lord, what is going on in Nord these days? Jesus Christ. Oh, let's, let's, let's head to Nord. <laughs> Sounds like shit's going down in Nord. Yeah, meanwhile, Dr. Apartheid over here is fucking just, just derailing us. Let's I've go. I've never actually had this work in a game before where the players, mm-hmm. by sheer inactivity, force the GM to just provide the plot. This is such a different way of investigation. You I've never say, investigated yeah, this is like it. A, this is like I a think prolapse rectum of a game, isn't it? It works, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do any of the work we can all do. Everything's, after just, everything's just so inverted. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, this makes me want to like redo Operation Porchlight in such a way that it's fucking feasible. But yeah, well, it's okay. just, why don't we just force you to railroad us? That'll work. Yeah, let's <laughs> go ahead and uh, head up to Nord, and maybe in the next three hours, we can get forty-five minutes worth of portable content. Fair enough. All right, so we make our way up there. Do we get a flat tire or anything? I mean, you want to get this show on the road? Let's go. How far is it? Like 25 minutes, right? Let's get in the car and jet. We're going to jam out to some uh, cool in the gang. Roll me a drive. Oh, I ain't driving. (laughs) Critical fail. Oh, no, we end up dead in a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having you roll a drive. There will be no drive checks rolled. We will simply drive the vehicle that we are driving. We are going to clap from point A to point B. We are there. Beautiful. You are in Nord. All right. All right. So you guys, uh, it's it's getting to be around three o'clock when you arrive because you guys couldn't stop plugging sweet greens. It turned into an infomercial. And uh, when you were done, speaking of sweet greens, and you, you collected your individual checks, you finally got in your car and went to Nord to, <laughs> to see where, these, uh, where this address takes you to. And this afternoon, this sunny afternoon, you pull up to... A warehouse surrounded by a chain link fence and a locked gate. Who's driving? Does anyone have any opposition if Shamrock drives? Go ahead, man. No. Okay. okay. So Shamrock is going to sort of, is this off of a highway of some kind or are we already on dirt roads? It is roads? in Nord. Uh, uh, Christian, are you familiar with Nord? Oh, well, as much as anyone can be. Yeah. So you've driven through it. Yes. <laughs> You're uh, on a dirt road, I... off a gravel road, off a one-lane blacktop, off yeah, a two-lane no, blacktop. There is some paved, depending okay. on which way you go. <laughs> so either way, Shamrock is going to get to a point where she can see this and then drive past it. We're not going to drive directly up to it. Okay. And we're okay. going to drive past it up a little ways, pull off the road, you know, maybe about a quarter mile or so, and that way we can approach on foot. Okay. Can you all roll me an alertness as you pass by? Sure. Okay, pass 54 under 70. Okay, pass 38 under 40. Oof, fail 45 over 40. Oh, so close. Double zero is zero? 100. 100. 100. 100. Yep. 700? <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> oh that's an auto fail. <laughs> no, he would have seven. That's a, that's a six. That's a seven, right? Yeah. Oh, then you're good. Then you all, all passed except for Carlton. That's a seven under 70. Ooh. So everyone but Carlton passed. So everyone but Carlton can see the cameras that are pointed towards the road and uh, um, camera on each corner, just kind of slowly panning around. That might be for the best. Yeah. <laughs> you see outside electricals uh, going into the warehouse. It looks like, I mean, it's, it's obviously not a place of business, but for some odd reason, it's got a pretty hefty electrical hookup. Well, hot damn. Uh, is this, did Area 51 move somewhere? No, but if uh, if anybody knows their electricity, it's a it's a four forty. Ooh, nice. So that's mm-hmm. a what the six phase then. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, whatever it is, it looks like they're using a lot of power. I think we have found the place, and Shamrock is going to draw her weapon, check it, and then put it back into her shoulder holster for easy access. She's wearing her still black suit, white shirt, buttoned down. So it's covered by the jacket. I don't have a weapon. <laughs> have you considered purchasing one? I'm armed with my rapier wit. Didn't you have time to get a sword cane? <clears throat> this is America. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Car- yeah. Carlton pulls a, a knife out of his. He does have a knife. 
I do not have a weapon. I mean, I'm not really one to talk. I'm not allowed to bring them on planes. Dr. Barbaray, would you like to roll me an alertness? No. Good. Oh, 81 over 40. Oh. It, Carlto is actually specifically looking for any kind of condensers for refrigeration or anything. Hmm. Okay. Well, he didn't see anything because his alertness sucked. <laughs> well, alertness is not specific viewing. I mean, I can look for the front door of a house, and if I fail my check, I still think I could find it. <laughs> what, is your, uh, what, what is your alertness level? It's 40. 40? Okay. Uh, you, you would see the hookups, and you wouldn't see anything about this that would... You know, say that there's condensers. There's, there doesn't look like this is a uh, refrigerated building. It's not okay. a cold storage warehouse. Okay. So as we approach, I'm assuming that we drove down about a quarter mile. Now we're circling back. We're not going to go right up to the front gate. Talk to me about this warehouse. We have the warehouse. Is there a fence entirely around it with yes. a locked gate in the front? Okay. Is there barbed wire at the top of the fence? How high a fence are we talking? Uh, no, razor wire and 12 okay. feet. <laughs> 12 feet. Okay. So it's like mm-hmm. a single solitary warehouse, not like a complex of warehouses it's just no, one it's just, it's just a single solitary warehouse out in the middle of nord so which is just saying nowhere <laughs> right next question is it any uh, indication that it is electrified uh i don't know there's there's two different ways that you could check for this you could pee on it or you could roll me a search or awareness whatever okay. one's higher to see dr bobbery unzips his pants oh, there we go <laughs> yeah that's fine i will i'll do that real quick you're also just, unzipping your pants? I'm just going to see if... Yeah, 22 critical success. Okay. Ooh. You will see that there is a sort of wire hooked up to it. It doesn't look like, though, that it is any sort of AC to electrify the fence. It looks like maybe connected to a uh, opening system. And it's possibly a security system for the front gate. Excellent. Okay, so that might be hackable. Next question. Are there vehicles outside of this warehouse at all? There seems to be one. It looks like a 2011 Dodge Caravan, forest green, metallic. Excellent. Is there any windows in this warehouse? He drives a 2012. <laughs> Shut your dirty Are there any windows into this warehouse? Um, no, there are none going out either. Okay, excellent. Now, is it one of those you drive up the gates open, you drive through, and there's like a parking lot next to the warehouse, and that's where the cabana is? It is. This is like, imagine going to a car shop in the country. Oh, wait, Alex, isn't, he just doesn't know what grass is. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine carpet, but it's alive. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... Wait, uh, is it brown? Like the shag carpet in my bathroom? <laughs> oh, God. Did it, oh. did it start that way? <laughs> I don't know. It was brown when I moved in. <laughs> gross um no it uh it, it this is imagine driving up to like some sort of podunk uh uh car garage like it would just be a dirt a small dirt lot no markings as to where parking would be because there shouldn't be that much here it's just gravel gravel on dirt right what's a what's the warehouse made out of is it like a steel building or is it like a pole barn or what sheet metal just thin gauge sheet metal does it look old new uh it looks like it may be 10 15 years tops what time of year is it? Um, well, it's April, so okay. it's the spring. Wait, it's April? Yeah. Oh, I said in our, uh, in our, uh, our, our game notes it's in July, so whoops. Sorry, everyone. Oh, shit. Yeah, because the first thing I said was April 11th. Right. He chose that date for a very specific reason. Yeah, because yeah, it was my birthday. It's birthday, yeah. Birthday. So there's a very... Yeah, so what's the topology of this look like? Is it all just flat? So we drove down, 
And now you can clearly see us walking back that quarter mile. Yeah, it's very flat. Right, okay. Christian? Because it's so far <laughs> away from the from There's the actually plenty of trees out that way. <laughs> really? That okay. sounds like bullshit to me. There's no cover here. No. Okay, no, never mind. I was going to say, it is like deep in the heart no, of orchard it, country. As it, turns, but. <laughs> as it turns out, this warehouse is actually built on top of an, of an orchard of trees. Weird. What type of orchard? Uh, uh, apricot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fruit everyone enjoys once you hit 72 and worry about your poops. Uh, it's springtime, so they're not ripe yet. Yeah, no, it's, it's a standard warehouse. It is surrounded by farmland. And yes, there are orchards. Almonds and olives are the major industry. Gross. Agent Shamrock is going to see a unripe apricot fall down from the tree, spin, and put three rounds into the center mass of the nearest trunk. (laughs) Alarms blare. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a three-round burst on her handgun. Yeah. (laughs) Vaguely reminiscent of the three-round burst she put into that poor dog. So so how how are we getting in? Miss Shamrock? Carlton, that is an excellent question. I'm sure both Frank and perhaps Dr. Darbury, I'm not sure if you noticed, but there is some sort of electronic opening system on that front gate. I'm hoping we might be able to hotwire it, those gates open. I don't trust my own climbing ability to climb over that razor fence. But Frank, do you think you could cut into the fence? It might be better if we can make our own access and disable the gate. That way, if we get chased out of here... They're not going to know how to get out. We'll know where the exits are. You know, I think I can absolutely cut into this fence. Uh, so GM, sorry, Mr. Handler, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, address me. This, this is, my father was Mr. GM. I'm Todd. <laughs> Todd, darling. <laughs> That's why you should buy the Dodge Caravan. Oh. 20, <laughs> yeah, 2011 model. <laughs> If you can actually, it'd probably be worth new more than a new sticker price dodge at this point. Yeah, because it's insane. So, um, would I have the mechanism by which to cut a chain link fence? I ask because I have a Halligan bar, mm-hmm. which is, and I'm assuming you also have the jaws of life. I. Oh, yes, and the hydraulic system to control them as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, a, and yeah. an air compressor to do it as well. <laughs> I, would say that, I would say that you would have a basic set of tools uh, that all firefighters would have, which, would, which are pretty much the same as cat burglar tools, right? Um, they're faster. <laughs> Respirator, fire retardant clothing. Yeah, they're faster. <laughs> they're faster and less elegant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I, yeah, I've got like my, you know, my face mask and everything, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your respirator and. Okay. I was talking about my cat burglar face mask, the one that goes over my eyes, and then everything else is... Oh. I would say that this is a chain link fence. I mean, how strong is a chain link fence? Not very. Simple wire cutters will get through them. <laughs> like, do I have wire cutters? Yeah. Like, do I have the, the wire cutters to get through it? Like, like bolt cutters? Because <laughs> you could do this with electrician's tools. What? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take much. Doesn't take much. Oh, do I have electrician's tools? <sighs> no, but it's because you're a fireman. You should have been an electrician. <laughs> I'm going to say that, that, that as a, as a Leatherman, a Leatherman would yeah, be able to get a it. A Leatherman probably. would be something that, that a guy like you would carry to the gym. And on an that. airplane. Yeah, and on an airplane. No, you could stow it away in your gear. Uh, carry uh Check luggage. Yeah, so you have, you have a way of cutting your way in. Cool. I can absolutely cut through this thing. So uh, my thought is we find a place where there's not a lot of cameras. We, uh, and by we, I mean I, cut the fence. In this location on two sides, I'll open it up and then 
close it behind me so you guys can get through in addition to myself. And that way we know where it is. But if you don't know where it is, it looks okay. All right. I'm going to have whoever wants to help him roll a search and or stealth. I'll roll the search. Okay. Because we need to find a place where the cameras won't see you. 35 under 80. So you find a small spot just off to the right of the main gate. I say just, it's, it's towards the, the furthest most perimeter corner. But it looks like if you were going to look at the cameras, that they don't quite turn far enough to reach this spot. Yeah, right then. Okay, so Frank is going to cut the chain link fence. Okay. So as you cut through, <laughs> just really, I mean, it's super difficult if anyone's <laughs> ever been around a chain link fence and how thick those wires are. And With Frank, a Leatherman. Frank being an emaciated fool that he is. So he, he quickly makes short work of this fence, even with a small Leatherman, because there's nothing to a chain link fence. And you do exactly what you say. You caught a small hatch that you can uh, push up and everybody can go through and you can put it back in place. It almost looks like nothing ever happened. What would you like to do? How far are we away from this warehouse from the fence? Uh, I'm going to say about 100 yards, 120 yards, somewhere in there. So I say we just beeline it. Let's just make a beeline right for the door. Let's not worry about pussyfooting around here anymore. Let's just get in and figure out what is going on. Well, I mean, if they can't see this part of the fence, let's make a beeline to where it's not seeing us. And then maybe those cameras will miss us, right? Just a little bit. I mean, there's only one van here. How many people could there uh, possibly be? It's the internet. The internet's here, son? I mean, I imagine that all of their... Is the internet talking right now? Security activity is monitored by one dude on site. Come on. I don't know if this is some grand conspiracy. It's just a couple people trying to do something they shouldn't do. Multinational corporation. Come on. Let's right there. Run run to that point. And he's going to, like, point to where they said that the hole was because it'll it should go all the way through, right? Because all the cameras are on the building. So you should be able to be like this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should be able to make a, a correct angle and, and run straight for the building. And Carlton does disable the wire, cut it, or have Frank to cut it, whatever, so that the gate won't open. Okay. Is that the plan? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go for that door. Okay. I don't know what's in here. So as you guys run towards it, can you all roll me an alertness? I'm sick of this check. You know I'm no good at it. This is the perception of this game. 66 over 40. To 93 over 70. 17 under 40. 16 under 70. Okay. So <laughs> Frank and Dr. Barbaray seem to just be haphazardly running towards the building. Uh, while Carlton and um, Agent Shamrock both see a panel. And on that panel is the word um, Apollo Global Management. Agent Shamrock is going to say, one moment, take a look at that panel over there. <laughs> and Frank's going to freeze. Apollo Global Management, what's that? What is that? Is that, a, is that a security company? Can I make some type of check to figure out what that is? Why, yes, you can. Oh, I'm trying to think of what that would be. Bureaucracy, I I, maybe? I, yeah, I mean, you could. Tell you what, could I just Google it? Type it into Google on my phone? Sure. Let's Let's... Hand wave it like that. And as you look it up, it seems to be a uh, security company that acquired ADT 
they seem to be eating up a bunch of smaller security companies and they provide medium to higher end security solutions for commercial properties at this point. Cool. Shamrock is going to gesture at the box and say, gentlemen, I think we probably have found the security panel for the building. Shall we take a look before we enter? Don't mind if I do. And I'm going to go right over to the thing and pop it open. Uh, This feels like the heist all over again, doesn't it, Trevor? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and roll a computer science on whatever I see in there. All right, go ahead. 11. Oh, you. It's like you designed this system. (laughs) In fact, it's got Dr. Stephen Bobbery on on half of it. No, it's uh, it's it's. You would consider this uh, uh, also a medium to higher end system, probably higher medium end. You know how it works and you can pretty much figure out exactly what to cut. You know that it monitors or it, it, uh, it drives all of the cameras. It, it can drive sensors on the doors to, to know whether or not somebody is uh, coming without using the credentials to open. Uh, and you know that it is also connected to an alarm and that alarm seems to be local and uh, Wi-Fi. So I, I look at the panel like, oh, rookie mistake. They, they put the uh, tamper-proof resistors in the panel. It's a lot quicker to do it that way, but it ends up being a less secure system, and I just simply bypass them by moving the resistor over. It's literally something that happens all the time in security install. Do you unzip your pants again to get this done? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you do that, and you hear nothing. Of course we hear nothing. I did it. Nothing seems to have changed. How would you like to proceed? Dr. Barbary, are we secure? As far as I can tell, yes. I, I can't be 100% sure. I don't have a way to access it via a terminal, but all of the uh, contact strikes should be bypassed, and all of the uh, sensors should also be bypassed. Excellent. Gentlemen, just as a reminder, our mission here is to identify what happened to those bodies. But most importantly, our job is to stop it, and prevent any information from leaving these premises. Nothing else matters. And she's going to draw her, her service revolver. Is there a way to, uh, and Frank's going to kind of unzip his bag and shake out his halogen bar and zip it back. <clears throat> Is there a way to like stop outgoing internet transmissions from this place or something? Got on a tinfoil? Uh, not on me, but I got this fucking thing. <laughs> Not particularly. Probably send a, you know, just as likely to send an emergency call when you just destroy the box as it would to not. So I, I wouldn't necessarily trust one to do that. But maybe block the signal with some tinfoil or something large enough to produce a bit of a Faraday cage around this box. But I don't necessarily think uh, it's going to be an issue. Somebody would have to manually trip the alarm at this point. Yeah, Frank, you could just use the plate in your head. Carlton, I know you said you've never fired a weapon before. Have you ever been in a gunfight or any type of action? No. Have most people? If everything goes well in their lives, absolutely not. But that's why people like us are around, to make sure that other people don't have to do and don't have to see what we do. If anything goes down in there, hit the deck. It'll be over quickly. Carlton clutches his knife. Is your knife sharp or dull? I know it's old. It's sharp. Okay. It opens a lot of letters. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it opens something else. Okay. Uh, let's approach the door. Anybody have anything I can use? Something, a bludgeoning weapon, literally anything. <laughs> Frank, give me your halogen tool. <laughs> I, uh, 
I have pretty good melee weapons. That's why I ask. Can we hand wave? Maybe taking a tire iron out of the back yeah, of the that's yeah fine. that works yeah the truck works okay. for me. <laughs> All right, let's go in. Yep. Who's taking point here? I think I got this. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think old Meat Mountain there should take point here. The man who's highly capable of opening doors should be the one to open the door. I'm great at opening doors. Frank's time <laughs> to shine. <laughs> Frank approaches the door and he taps on the the, the handle with the back of his hand. (laughs) (laughs) He opens the door and he crawls in on all fours. (laughs) Staying under the smoke, he slowly army crawls to the center of the room. Uh, No, uh, it's uh, yelling if anybody's there. Can you follow the sound of my voice? (laughs) That would would play really well here. so you open the door and there are state-of-the-art LED lights here. It is very bright, like daylight bright inside. And there seems to be, uh, it's, it's a bit of a mudroom, so to speak. This is where you would change before you go inside. Uh, there are hazmat suits hung on one side. There seems to be only one uh, hanging, two hangers. And uh, you see a change of clothes. Looks a lot like what Frank bought at, at uh did we decide if it was men's warehouse or it was, oh, men's, it was warehouse. men's warehouse? Okay. Okay. I'm going to go check the pants for a wallet. Okay. So you check the pants and I'm not going to make you roll for that. It's really easy to reach into a pocket. I was uh, going to say, <laughs> I would hope I don't need to roll to check pants. We get real, <laughs> yeah. real down to the metal on this game. Uh, <laughs> Anything can happen in Delta Green. <laughs> you open it up and you see California State University ID and guess whose it is? Michael Strait. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. You see a picture of Michael Strait with his uh, uh, crew cut, his dark hair, and a very serious look on his face. I'll hand it to Agatha. Well, gentlemen, looks like we found our man. Pack it up, boys. Let's head home. (laughs) Mission accomplished. We got him. How much money does he have in the wallet? (laughs) Nobody carries cash. It's 2017. I know. That's all he has. He has six Bitcoin just sitting in his I was going to say wallet. Bitcoin. <laughs> Carlson, quick, still his credit cards. You have a couple hours to buy stuff from your store. In case <laughs> Before it goes inactive. Uh, no, but Clementine is going to snap a couple pictures of the wallet and its contents okay. real quick, just in case. And I think... Ooh, this is going to come back to bite me later. I think she's going to hold on to the ID. Okay. So inside this room, you see, you know, a bench for changing. You see the hazmat suit. You see a couple of different doors, two different doors. Um, One is labeled lab and uh, the other is labeled specimens. What would you like to do? Dr. Barbara, perhaps if you'd be so kind as to take some recordings as to what we're seeing, not only might it be good for future documentation, but also for our report. Absolutely. And he pulls out a four-year TikToks. He pulls out a um, a uh, uh, a phone. There you go. He pulls out a phone. I forgot what those were called. I feel like Barbara would be perfect for that sort of thing. Like, that's something he does quite regularly. Right. Yeah. Pulling out a phone? No, but taking video and right. documenting yeah. and that sort of thing. That's very much Just his podcast. wheelhouse. Why not? He pulls, yeah, out exactly. a, he pulls out a um, a Pixel 2. Anybody else hear that EVP? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you want to do? You're just recording? I'm going to record everything we do. Red light's on. Blinking. Uh, on which side? <laughs> specimen or... Oh, 
for my phone. Never mind. Shut up. Yeah. Frank, how would you handle this? If this was a fire, how would you that in? (laughs) (laughs) If you were going to breach this building, Uh, if this were a rescue, honestly, I'd which one is uh, at the exterior wall? There are no exterior wall. This is just deeper into. There are no exterior walls. No wall is yeah. exterior. <laughs> this, this, uh, <laughs> the, the only exterior wall is the one is the door that you just came through. Everything right. else leads deeper into. Yeah. So, like, is for example, I guess in my mind, I'm misunderstanding where the door is. So, like, we walk in through the front door, front and center, right? Mm-hmm. Front and center. Door on your left. Door on your right. Door on your left says lab door on your right says the way i i imagine it is like we came in through a door that's like pretty much dead center in the warehouse and then Mm -hmm. this is like a small room just in that door and then imagine that the entire warehouse is bifurcated in one side of specimens and one side is lab is that a good way to describe it cool i was thinking that like there'd be like a garage door in the center for some reason sorry so uh honestly it doesn't matter let's go right specimens Okay. I want to make one thing clear. If we look here, there is a hazmat suit. Whatever they're working with here, I don't like it. And I don't want to get any of it onto any of us, especially as it might be evidence. You think maybe the lab would be a better choice? Because I feel the odds would be higher that Mr. Straight would be in the lab. Sure. I would agree with that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. One thing, too. As we make our way inside, please keep an eye out for emergency shutdown or fire suppression systems. If this is hazmat material, they no doubt have some sort of safety mechanism in place in case any of the samples get contaminated or if there's a need to shut down the facility immediately. We should keep an eye out. That might come in handy. Sure. Does somebody want to put on that suit and then uh, take point and then we can follow up behind them, perhaps? I mean, since I'm trying to document, I could take point and get the suit on <laughs> could you what is what else i'm a megalomaniac this? i want to yeah. have control yeah, of course hey yeah how about dr barbary <laughs> <laughs> i'll put i'll put on the suit i don't want to ruin this lovely aubergine seersucker well he's doing that uh, what else is in this room todd nope not a whole lot it's, like i said there's a bench for tra- for changing there's the two two doors there's the uh hooks for clothes and for the hazmat suits it just looks really, really cold and sterile. While Dr. Barbary is putting on the suit, um, is there anything else in his pockets? Just real fast, if I were to check. Just, what's he got on it? How is it cold? <laughs> I've been his looking pockets. for refrigeration the entire time. He, there I hasn't think been any. Like, like, as in it's not a room of warmth and, and comfort. Oh, is that what cold means? <laughs> There's I, not a hand-painted <laughs> picture of tulips on the wall. That's what he means. God damn it. <laughs> Metaphorical cold. Jesus. How is the room cold? I think what he means is that the room is lacking warmth. Guys, <laughs> Carlton is in the zone right now. Let him be there. <laughs> yeah, he's in a padded room in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> all right. And I get the hazmat suit on and I just. Cool. All right. Sh- Should have get off the pot, boys. Oh, wait, you said, he said car keys was in his pocket, was all that was left. Okay. Joe, I think that's why you were. Cool. Let's, uh, let's grab those car keys, too. Frank, you want to hang on to those? Sure. Do we want to check the van before we get too much farther? Do you? Sure. Hmm. I mean, it's just a thought. It slows us down, but I don't know. I'd uh, much rather secure Michael first, especially if he's in this lab. We already are here with the door closed. 
I'm really excited for episode six when this finally ends. <laughs> episode five. Well, I know that's what he's saying. I know six what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Episode seven. It's going to be yeah. a real banger. Real cliffhanger at the end of that one when we finally <laughs> end this at eight. <laughs> when everyone involved in this died of old age. No, that's when you're just beginning to scratch the surface. Episode nine is where it really takes off. <laughs> okay. Episode 10 was a real turning point for the show. Yeah, 11, 11 drags. <laughs> Are you talking about this or, or our regular show? No, we jumped the shark in episode 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are you talking about our, our the level of our characters that our rise of the fruit lords came? Oh, oh my god! Every Jesus. single time, it's like oh, man, I really she love... never got old. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's. Okay. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think Shamrock is going to recommend that as important as is, is to clear the van. I'd rather she'd rather not go out and get captured by cameras, especially if there's a hostile inside. All right, well, I'm just gonna well shit off shit again off the pot, y'all, and I'm just gonna open up the door and walk into the lab. And shit, I mean, walk in and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's it's only us, Millet. It's inside the suit. <laughs> it smells like two yeah. bean salad, two of three bean salad. So this is the third bean, finally. <laughs> Agent Shamrock is gonna be close on his heels, weapon drawn. I'm gonna hold on to the um, Michael's pants. <laughs> uh, Frank will be okay. bringing in the rear, and he's kind of hunkering down. And he's got his bar below eye level, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to just follow up. And, and what look- do I see as I go in, like scanning the phone around? As you go in, you see various beakers uh, bubbling. Oh my god! Thank god. Various, that room. various beakers. <laughs> they killed Doctor Honeydew. <laughs> <laughs> They've been cloning beakers. These two, these ones are truly evil. It's just oh. a chorus of. <laughs> No, you, you open it up and you see uh, Erlenmeyer flasks, uh, uh, various lab equipment. Uh, they seem to be set up and on a timer. It looks like they're trying to distill something, but not really sure what it is. Moonshine. Uh, yeah, it's moonshine. This is, this is an all elaborate. It's, just a, it's space moonshine. That's the entire thing. It made people's guts explode when they drank it. We've solved it, boys. Pack it up. <laughs> It's space hooch. <laughs> to waste by God. I can't wait for one of the one of the grays to like jump and slide across the hood of their UFO. What are the boys up to this time? <laughs> so you uh you see this uh high-end lab. Oh god, <laughs> that's a lot of beakers. Um you see you see this higher end lab it's it's uh quite a sophisticated setup there's a giant fume hood running the, or uh, covering this entire thing like i said everything seems to be on a timer fairly well automated but it's mm. if you look further in the back you see a figure that that greatly resembles michael straight and behind him are a uh, a bunch of shuttered windows that seem to lead into another room or seem to observe another room. And um, as you enter the room, you see him look up as he is typing into a computer, and his eyes get huge. Mr. Straight, hands up. You are under arrest. That's it, nice and easy. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. All right, you know what this means. Don't worry, they won't assault you. I've got a camera. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going to enter combat. Okay. Of course. I mean, do we get a surprise round or anything or? Okay. 
I need everyone to tell me their deck score. 13. 6. 13. Oh. 11. Okay. So Frank and, uh, and Carlton, you both have the same decks. Should we have a roll-off? Frank can go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll let Frank go first. Why not? So first up is going to be Frank. Frank, what would you like to do? Um, how far away is this? Just first of all, how far away is this? Cooper? He's about, he's about 30 feet away behind a desk. Does this guy look like he's about to cooperate? Uh, no, he seems to be reaching for something. I'm going to, uh, linebacker style tackle him hmm. from 30 feet away. So the way that this works, you get either a move or an action. What would you like to do? Joe would like to take a maction. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a feat for it? So in that case, Frank's going to use his incredible situational awareness and grasp his Halligan bar, move towards the guy, right? No combat involved necessarily, but he's going to try to place himself between, like not violently, right? But he's going to mm-hmm. place himself between Dr. Barbaray, Agent Shamrock, and Mr. Whitfield. and try to you know if the guy does pull a gun and open fire mm-hmm. he wants to make sure the opens fire into him he has to protect the innocent okay so that's your turn yeah unless you can be like hey d- d- please 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 sir can i speak to does that work <laughs> i mean you I'll, I'll give you a free action to say whatever you want do not produce a weapon sir please we are not here to harm you as our first inclination <laughs> And he's going to ignore you as he reaches under the uh, desk that he's at. Or sorry, the bench. He seems to be gripping something. Something heavy. Oh, boy. Carlton, it's your turn. Who? Uh, Carlton is, I'm a suit, kind of picturing he's just like at the door, hasn't even really walked into this room yet as we <laughs> he's got open the Michael's door. He's got pants on in his hands. <laughs> yes. I forgot I have about his that. Pants. <laughs> I am just going to turn and like lean against the wall and kind of like almost quasi sit like on my haunches outside of this room with my back against the wall mm-hmm. and like just kind of sit there like <laughs> waiting for shit to go down. Okay. So if that's your turn, Michael Strait's going to take his turn and he produces a large jar. Looks like it's probably three gallons or so, two and a half, three gallons. He goes before me. Oh, wait, sorry. What was your, what was your decks again? 11. Okay, no, sorry. I wrote it wrong. You're up next. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Agent, Ag- so Agent Agatha is next. Yeah, what she's just going to put a couple rounds in the sky. She's going to immediately shoot. Okay. So I'm going to take a firearms check, right? Oh, I hope your firearms is good. Better be. FBI. He's like, it's 15. <laughs> 14 <laughs> under 50. Ooh. 14 under 50. Not bad. Okay. So that hits. Yep. And that's going to be, I'm assuming he doesn't have armor. Oh, no. He's, he looks like he's robbing a bank in LA. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> no, he has no armor. He's, he's wearing a hazmat. That's going to be five points of damage. Five points of damage. Ooh. Yep. Ouch. You hit him in the flank and it looks a bit gruesome, but he's still moving. Uh, it looks like it hurts pretty bad, but he's still reaching under this uh this lab bench and he produces a large glass container looks to be about two and a half three gallons and he holds it up over his head and chucks it as hard as he can at you and he throws it you see i'm actually gonna roll for this just to make it fair perfect so he chucks this 
this barrel of glass over his head, and you guys can see something squirming inside, but it's the glass is a little it looks like it's a hand blown piece, and uh it's it's a little uh, uh fuzzy as to what's inside, and he chucks it about fifteen feet in your general direction, just real really donkey kongs it at you, and it smashes onto the ground, and when it smashes, you all see something writhing in the liquid and and uh, I need all of you to roll me a sand check. No. It's obstinate players. This is why you're always going to GM. Pass. Pass. Uh, 59 over 52. Okay. So anyone that doesn't pass, which it looks like it's going to be Frank. And Carlton, did you pass? You passed. Right? I didn't roll. I am outside the room. I'm not even oh, looking right. inside yeah, the room. Right. So. I forgot you leaned up against the wall. So you did not see this thing. Uh, the rest of you see what appears to be uh, uh, some sort of millipede, but... Its legs seem to be bladed, almost like uh, uh, scalpel blades. And this thing is two feet long, and it screeches at you. Hmm. Just in a, in a weird insectoid manner, like, Dustin Diamond? <laughs> no, it's not. It, this thing is very much alive. Oh. <laughs> and it, it begins to scurry towards the closest thing, which is Frank. And it's Dr. Baba Ray's turn. Oh my god. I want to yell, don't let it touch you. Carlton does not like that coming from the roof. Don't let it touch you. I want to <laughs> hop the tire iron at this thing. Nice. You do. All right. Because of who you are and because it's such a small thing, let's make it an improvised weapon, which would be, let's see, a, a club. What's the damage on a club? A wood axe club would be 1d6. 1d6. All right. So why don't you roll me a straight dex? And you're going to lose your weapon, obviously. But if you hit it, it's a 1d6. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got an 11 under 30. Nice. Okay. So roll your d6 and double it. That's a 6 for 12. Where is it? 12. Close enough. So you see this thing. So (laughs) Dr. Barbary, in a a strange feat of strength and... and, uh, I don't know, just a sheer will to survive. Chucks this rusty, um, what'd you guys drive up in? A tire iron from, a, from I'm guessing, like a, like a 2015 Escalade. <laughs> nice. And uh, it, it actually hits the target. Nice. And smears this thing's guts all over the lab floor. <laughs> awesome. Ooh, Way to yes. go. As it dies. Go, Dr. Barbare. That's yes. your turn. Thanks, Doctor. Next is Frank, standing in between the, the now dead bug and Michael Strait. Um, Frank is going to not be pleasant anymore. Crossy Hills, pretend his head's a door, Frank. Open it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Aim for the knob. <laughs> um. How far am I from the guy at this point? Like, am I right on top of them or no? No, it's, uh, no, because you you just jumped in between him and the rest of your crew. Right. So I'd say about 20 feet. And I cannot both move and attack? No. Wait, he only moved 10 feet in one no. round? Is that all he can move? That's all, no, that's all he did. He got in between you two. There right. are you in the group. I did not declare that, so fair enough. I will, um... Flank okay. him, Jim. I'm going to advance on him. What? Flank him. That way the party's on both sides of him. Yeah. (laughs) 
I am going to uh, make an advance on this little gross fucking mouth breathing pencil pushing schmuck. All right. And face like, hugger get, thrower motherfucker. Get, get real <laughs> close. Yeah. The son of a bitch. Part of the fucking problem, not the solution. <laughs> you start chugging across this le- this laboratory, and you Dukes of Hazard across the the bench that he's at, and it is now Carlton's turn. Oh, boo! <laughs> Carlton like peeks into the room. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to roll me a sand check as you see the the leftovers of this horrific two foot long centipede on the floor with all the the metallic bladed legs. 69 under, where's my sanity? Nice. Oh, yeah, hot. 75, 69 under 75. Oh, I forgot, so good. You take zero, zero sanity damage as you see something that uh, obviously looks otherworldly, but from what world, you don't know. Oh, God, what is that? <laughs> and it's Agent Shamrock's turn. <laughs> he quickly ducks his head back around the corner again. He's done looking <laughs> Shamrock is going to put another round into straight. I do it. I dare you. Fail. Miss. Fail. Okay. So it's Frank. Oh, you, no. You fire, you fire a shot, and it, it, it just whizzes right over his right shoulder um, as he is there as he begins to type into the computer, and it's his turn. And you see uh, lights going off suddenly, as if an alarm's going off. Uh, uh, there seems to be flashing strobe lights. There's a loud, raucous noise. And then he's going to look over at the shuttered windows and that's going to be his turn. Dr. Barbaray, what would you like to do? Is there anything else in, of note in this room? Not from what you can see. Um, the, you know, there's a door be, between the, uh, the wall with the shuttered windows, but that's it. Okay. Do I see any like manual overrides for the alarm around anywhere? <laughs> yeah, there's a big switch that says yum. <laughs> i guess i'm gonna make my way towards him like try to overwhelm him with all of us so i'm gonna make as far as i can towards michael Strait. okay my unarmed is not too bad actually perfect frank it's your turn uh how close am i you are right on him you are yeah. you can you can smell the sweet greens he had for lunch yeah i'm going to not use i don't use the sharp side because that it doesn't matter let's go for the sharp side the ads, right? I'm going to take my Halligan tool and do an around the head swing and see if I can brain this motherfucker. All right. I'm going to say that that's going to be an... I, I don't want to just call it a club because it does have other ends to it. Let's give it a D8. Yeah. Is there like a... Is there an axe? I would assume it's just something like a, an axe. There yeah. is, yeah. Actually, I believe it's a D10. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. A wood axe. Let's go with that. That is an ot seven. Oh, again, roll your damage. You bring this axe down on him. And what do you do to him? Give me a number. Gross. It's a three. And I guess it doesn't have like a strength modifier, right? There's a strength modifier for damage. Absolutely. Damage bonus from strength score. I've got a 17. So that's actually plus two. So that's a total of five. Oh, so you do five points of damage. Ooh. Oh, the same amount as as uh, Agent Shamrock's bullet. Yeah, and he took that like a champ. Yeah, and so you bury this in his shoulder, but he's still kicking. He's breathing. How the hell? How is this guy alive? He's breathing and he's coughing up blood, but he is still moving. Wait, how much damage have we done to him in total? 10 points of damage. That's as much HP as I have. Oh, that's a great question. I have more HP than that, actually. 
Yeah, see, it's possible. Even even the squatty little bastard could took could take that. Just jerk on it. <laughs> can I just give it a tug? Oh God! Just just jerk it just as hard as I can fiercely. I don't know can if that's I, the appropriate uh, action in this situation. Can you say it slower and more sensual? <laughs> what daddy name do you want? Uh, worm daddy, of course. <laughs> but worm daddy, is it okay if I just give it a? Strong, forceful jerk. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> he looks at you and he says, My safe word is evisceration. <laughs> and, and he takes he takes the damage and you you get your you pull your axe out of his shoulder, but he's still uh turning to run. Oh my god. It's this a spike. Man is... That's why I was trying to yank on him, right? It's trying to knock him over. Well, you only get one action. So can I leave the spike in him? So when he goes to turn, he's gotta jerk away from my spike. Gross. Just pull out of that penetration that I've got going on. No, because that would that would be a uh, that would be a specific maneuver. But no, if he leaves it in there, like he you already said, he buried it into his shoulder, right? All right, fine. I feel like it would detain him in some way. You know what I feel like? I would just want to wrench it out of him and cause gore. Chicken tonight. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Okay. So that's fine. I will uh, hand wave him the shit out of that. Okay. So you're buried in him. Deep, <laughs> deep inside of Michael Strait. Even after jerking it. My penetrating spike is just buried deep in his body. So the thing happened, <laughs> and it is uh, Carlton's turn. Oh, God. Why did Carlton keep getting turns? <laughs> he peeks into the room. I assume he sees all of this. <laughs> yes, he does see all of this. What does he want to do? Well, he's freaked out. There's a dude with an axe buried in him. Perfect. Can you roll me a sand check? An ads. Sure. I can roll you a sand check. 12 under 75. <laughs> For some odd reason, you are completely, completely unaffected by any of the things that you have seen thus far. Okay, he is operation. always like a, assuming that this is what is going to happen. So he's very mentally prepared for he's it. He's constantly assuming the worst and the worst is happening. He's like, yep, I knew it. And this is exactly what I was afraid of. Uh, Carlton's going to move over to the door to the specimen. It's a protective effects of black licorice, honestly. <laughs> Gross. It's a natural amulet. It's really more of a, like a, it just sets your bar that much lower, mm-hmm. right? Is you're like, oh, well, this is what people eat for pleasure. Then who knows what horrors lie out there. <laughs> so yes, I, Carlton runs over to the specimen door. Okay. What is knife at the ready? Okay, so he's he's at the specimen door, and it's Agent Shamrock's turn. All right, we're gonna take another shot. Okay, miss, miss. Oh, right, right over Frank's shoulder. <laughs> you take a shot, and it misses both. Unfortunately, man, I was really hoping for a crit fail, but um, it whizzes by his head as he's as he's running away. And for his turn, he's going to draw a pistol, a Smith and Wesson, forty caliber. Wow. Is that his action? Yep, that's his action. Is to pull a weapon. It's your turn. All right. Am I close enough to put hands on him? Yeah. Or I'm gonna try to make him catch his hands. All right. Tell my uh, why an alligator has all those teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got that backwards. Nope. I know what I said. <laughs> Twenty-one under forty. All right. What do you want to do? Are you trying to pummel him, or are you trying to just grab him? I want to try to pummel him. All right. So you throw. Whatever punch you want. Give me some damage. How much damage? Is that a D6 or a D4? Uh, I think unarmed does a D4. 
three points of damage, and I go straight for his nose with the uh, uh, palm of my hand. Just unarmed attack. Yep, 1d4 minus one. So it's two. Two points of damage. And you hear a sickening crunch as the cartilage snaps, and it flies up into his brain. And his eyes stop looking forward at the person assaulting him, and one goes off. his right eye goes off to the right. His left eye goes down and to the left, and he goes limp as he dies. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> I think we're really going to find our stride around episode 14. Yeah. <laughs> More effectively over. Now it's just clean up and Yeah, it's clean up. I mean, and... that hopefully will be easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, don't know. Hopefully. Whatever he did was just he unlocked whatever it was, unfortunately. So. Do you think he unlocked it? Or do you think he just set the alarm off to let people know that we were here? I mean, I think he unlocked it because he was looking at those shutters. Oh, shoot. So... I don't like that, but hopefully there's some sort of containment thing here. I love how this man was just the human juggernaut. (laughs) Delta Green is the property of Arc Dream Publishing. Role for Intent is not sponsored by or explicitly approved by Arc Dream Publishing. Arc Dream products are utilized with permission for podcast distribution. All original characters and stories are the sole property of Roman Neville Productions. Special thanks to David Gunther, writer of Snake Oil, the scenario upon which this production is based.